right now, the world couldn't be more chaotic. History shows us what gold does when the world goes crazy. It goes up in value. Right now, we're in unprecedented times. The pandemic, the war in Ukraine, the devaluation of the U.S. dollar. Gold and other precious metals are a defense measure against the hyperinflation that's happening right now. So what can you do to protect yourself? This is what you do. Call my friend, Alan Johnson, at United Gold Group. He's dedicated to helping people secure their retirement income. He'll help you with gold, silver, and other precious metals and show you how to set up your own self-directed IRA. Safe and secure, United Gold Group makes gold ownership easy and affordable. There couldn't be a better time. Call now and get a Silver American Eagle proof set with a qualified IRA. Call 800-753-8534. Again, that's 800-753-8534 or visit unitedgoldgroup.com. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. If you'd like to hear the podcast in its entirety, sign up at aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. A special show planned for you tonight is Friday. And, of course, uh, we are edging closer to Halloween. You know, people in nearly every culture have long believed that communication with the dead is possible. And throughout the ages, many people have claimed to be able to speak with the dead. Ghosts and spirit communication often show up in classic literature, including mythology, the Bible, Shakespearean plays. In Victorian England, it was fashionable in many circles to conduct seances. Ouija boards, three-legged tables, candles, other accoutrements were used to try and contact the dead. Now, when the influenza pandemic hit, in the United States between 1918 and 1920. Americans wanted answers. Their questions weren't limited to what caused the pandemic or might prevent the next one. They struggled with more eternal concerns, such as what happens to us after we die and, and whether it's possible to communicate with dead loved ones. The flu pandemic wasn't alone in spurring the search for meaning. World War I, which ended in November of 1918, had racked up a worldwide death toll of 20 million soldiers and civilians. That's only according to one estimate. And if that wasn't sufficiently staggering, the influenza had taken at least 50 million more. And in both cases, most victims were young, between 20 and 40. And in the case of the flu, the left-behind parents, spouses, sweethearts, and children were all wondering what happened, all wondering, are my family members going to go somewhere nice? Are they, have they died? Have they departed? I want to... And so what happened is that there was this, um, this new spiritualism that was happening, spiritualism which basically promised a window into the afterlife. It was a sudden resurgence in the United States, Great Britain, France, and elsewhere, wherever they were affected by the war and the and the uh, plague. But the February 1920 headline in the New York, uh, it was the New York Sun, said it all. It said, riddle of the life hereafter draws world attention. Now, the two most prominent proponents of spiritualism were British Sir Arthur Conan Doyle 
and Sir Oliver Lodge. Now, Doyle was, of course, the creator of the character Sherlock Holmes, and Lodge was a respected physicist known for his work with radio waves. Now, in automatic writing, the spirit supposedly guides the medium's hand to write out messages, but in table tilting, you have participants uh, sitting around a table carrying out a seance while the medium recites the alphabet. And when the, when the medium arrived at the letter the spirit had in mind, the table would tilt, turn, levitate, or it makes some inexplicable moves. Still, other mediums went into trances and allowed the dead to speak directly through them. But in in his messages, there were a number of people that were giving comforting versions of the great beyond. There was flowers, trees, dogs, cats, birds. He repeatedly assured his parents or the the people that that, that uh, were there at the seance that he was happy. Told them that they'd be reconnected with a grandfather or a brother or a sister who died. And of course, many new friends that, so there were soldiers who lost an arm in battle, found it magically restored on the other side. Although though, although those who were blown to pieces took a bit longer to become whole, according to what was being found. And so Lodge and Doyle appeared to be sincere in their beliefs. They inadvertently gave a boost to, scam artists who saw money to be made from grieving families and those who were simply curious. Thomas Edison though, he he had an he had an hard interest in contacting the dead, but he believed that he could use technology to somehow find a frequency where the dead could speak. Now Nikola Tesla he had the same vision. In fact, many of the special ghost boxes that paranormal researchers have used are part of what is called frequency scrying. Both Edison and Tesla envision frequency uh, scrying to find ghost voices. In fact, General Electric also talks about Edison's devices on its website and how the spirit machine was a national sensation after World War I. Now on the web- website, it says, in 1920, Americans were still reeling from the terrific casualties of world war one meanwhile spiritualism ouija boards and the slew of new technological inventions from men like thomas edison were capturing the national zeitgeist all these converged when edison told american magazine that he was working on a device known as a spirit phone in other words a phone that would let the living communicate with the dead so the result was a national craze most of the major newspapers and magazines in the country They jumped at the chance to cover this astounding new invention. And the magazine that broke the story received over 600 letters to the editor from people obsessed with wanting to get their hands on this device. The letters ranged from offers of help with the design to claims that such a machine already existed. And at least one gentleman wrote to ask how he could place a call once he reached the afterlife since he expected expected to die shortly. He want to know how he could call home. So that's all from uh, the General Electric history of Edison's forgotten invention, a phone that calls the dead. There's actually an area in General Electric website that's dedicated to Thomas Edison trying to make phone calls to dead people. I mean, it needs to be addressed that Edison, by this time, had already invented the phonograph, which was an invention that could play back the voices of the dead. 
ironically. Radios were also able to play the voices of dead souls for the living enjoyment for the living's enjoyment because, well, of course, dead singers were played. So, I guess the logical next step was to contact the dead using several of the ideas that Edison had patented. Now, we know the computers can play voices of dead people. I mean, it's a concept that now would be taken for granted, but back in the 1920s, people were hearing the voices of the dead played for them on a box and a rolled tube, and they thought that was enough. They thought it was phenomenal. 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. You just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. If you'd like to hear previous shows along with having access to our online library and social media platform, sign up now at Aftermath.media. It's only $10 a month, and there's also yearly specials to fit your budget. Again, go to Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and thank you for supporting Ground Zero.